Limerick Junction. Passengers for Limerick should change here for their connecting train. Thank you for travelling with Ilmer Road Air. Hello and welcome to the Talk History Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Hickey. Delighted as always to be joined by Kevin Kiley and Darren should be dropping in any time now. Um, and we're also delighted to have Treaty United's number 10, Dean George. Dean, thanks very much for joining us. How are we getting on, man? Thanks a million for having me on. No bother. We were just saying before you came on, three years in the making, but uh, we finally have you on. Um, yeah, yeah, it took a while. I, I, was a bit, I was a bit heartbroken. I wasn't asked sooner, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> There's just a list of demands, you know. They all, yeah, just want, yeah. they all just want to talk to Kevin for a few minutes and, and then move on. Yeah. I fucking doubt that. <laughs> um, do you know, we were saying a few weeks ago on the podcast, you're one of the, let's say, remaining members of the first Treaty United team that's uh, that was there. It's yourself, Anto, Lodz, and Willie. Um, I suppose for yourself, how have you kind of found the transition between year one to now? Um, yeah, like, I don't know, I found it fairly, fairly smooth, really, like, look, I, I won't, I won't lie, like, the start was pretty hectic, and, and even, especially for myself, I, I came in to Treaty at the, geez, I think it was an hour before the deadline, or the day of the deadline, I was kind of on the phone to Tommy, and, and he was asking if I'd be interested, and I kind of jumped at the chance to join, Um, I had, like, really... To be honest with you, no, no kind of idea what to expect. No real understanding of, of Limerick football or, or what was going to be what I was going to be stepping into. I think it was look just a complete free hit, and I was just eager to kind of stay playing at this level and, and try and prove myself at this level. And um, I have to say, like since I've come in, I've been um, really, I've been, I've been shell shocked about. With, with Limerick football, with the club, with the standards, with the people involved, um, I haven't, I really, I haven't looked back since the the first year, um, I signed, and it's just been been, you know, I I, I can't I'm, can't say I haven't uh, regretted my decision. I've been really kicking on from season to season, and um, the transition from from every year has kind of really for me anyway personally, it's been been fairly smooth because you know the management of course has remained the same we brought in a couple of new coaches obviously players have changed over the year but um the kind of core values and, and the principles really have remained the same from the first year until now nothing's really changed yeah and I suppose like for someone like in that initial process did you come down and trial initially when they had the trial list no um I actually I didn't because at the time I was with at loan yeah. So my kind of the way I even got to the club was 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 hectic enough because I was actually well I was informed or I was told anyway that I was an at loan player and I'd done my full preseason really with at loan and it was only I think maybe a couple of days before the window at loan sat me down and and basically told me look we basically don't have whatever we don't have room in the budget anymore we don't really want want you at the club anymore and I was kind of left really a couple hours 24 hours a couple of days without no club and it was kind of really looking back at it now it was fortunate for me like it worked in my favour that you know something like that happened because I don't know how Tommy or whoever found out I don't know who because 
and Tommy gave me a call. I think it was the next day or, or the day after. I had a missed call from Tommy, and he just said, "Look, what's 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 the story? What's the scenario? Would it be any interest in coming down the treaty? It's a brand new, brand new club. I'm trying to bring in players that have been around the league that are, are willing to to play for us. Um, we're just gonna, you know, it's a free stab at us for us this year. Would you be interested? What do you think? And I was kind of like, it took me kind of." A few hours obviously to think about it. I said, Look, I I was like, Thanks a million for the interest and the call. Like I really appreciate it. I think he knew the situation I was in. Um and obviously he I understood that and he understood that the travel commitments and stuff is a lot. So he kinda gave me a few hours to think about it and I had a chat with like my family and stuff and, and people around me and I was like, What do you think? You know, do you think I'll be able to do it? Um, it's kind of a big commitment and that first year especially I was on my own travelling from Dublin. Like there wasn't anyone else so like you know last year and even this year I have I've had people come down with me but the very first year it was very much kind of me traveling on my own and I was kind of like would I will I won't I I was like I don't want to make a commitment and then after a few months think oh I can't do this so it kind of took me a day or so to actually think about whether I can do it or not and then I was like you know what screw it like what's the worst that can happen I'll try it I'll give it a go if, if it doesn't work like I'll just I'll just tell tell the manager and tell Tommy that look I I can't do it on my own and um you know unfortunately that year I got injured and stuff like that but um the actual decision to go down and to travel was probably the best decision I've made in, in terms of football really for me yeah and first how have you kind of found obviously look you started off with Wexford I believe but in the League of Ireland and then went to Athlone and then you slipped, you played with Tolkien Rovers for a while how kind of did you find coming down to I suppose Munster and even Limerick to play ball especially when you didn't know much about it like you said yeah like it's really it's it's as I said I can't like speak highly enough for, for me anyway I think it's, it's been a blessing in disguise um you know I started off early doors with Lee Ireland, I kind of went to the the nineteens at the time, uh, was which was Wexford Youths, um, and that team like I kind of basically I was kind of thinking in my head I was like right I can get into this nineteen start start playing regularly and then who knows let's see if I can get into the first team and and with Wexford Youths then I started training with the first with the first team and they had some like you know so some really good players like like so Lee Grace. Um, Danny Furlong. There was a whole list of of you know good senior players that I was training around, and that kind of gave me the first taste of like oh I might be able to play first team like you know who knows let's see how it goes, um and then I kind of broke into the Wexford first first team really when it got changed to Wexford FC, so I went from like Wexford Youth to Wexford FC and I was kind of um there for like four or five years and then from that I went out loan and the first year at loan I was kind of you know, in and out, not really playing much. Um, wasn't really playing as much as I'd hoped. So in the kind of window, then in that kind of off season, I was like, right, I joined, I joined Talca, which was brilliant as well. Um, some really good players in there, like to Robin McCourt and stuff like that. Um, playing, and I was like, I enjoyed my football again, and I went back to that loan then the next season. Um, and again, played more regularly. Um goals I wanted but I was playing regularly and I was kind of enjoying it and I thought I was pushing on so the next year I was in that loan um, and then that kind of didn't work out with pre-season and stuff like that so Treaty came in and I signed with Treaty but the idea of like the Munster football and getting used to, to playing in Limerick I kind of really I took to it like a duck in water really I, I was I was um, I was surprised by 
really I, I was surprised by the standard that that I walked into in um a treaty because it was such a new club um and the kind of people around it the the volunteers the staff the coach coaches um obviously the players as well everyone it just felt like I know like I don't want to sound like cringy or whatever but it just felt kind of like this was a place for me like I really got on well and like started to like really really enjoy playing football again and I was injured for the most of that year and I still felt as I was as though I was like part of the club and even going down for physio treatment like and meeting the lads and going on a match day I was just like taken aback by not only like the standards but also the 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 support that the club has it's been by far the 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 best club I, I've played under in terms of support and the, and the lads that that back the club um so it's really like it's it's that's that's the one thing probably that stood out to me the most to be honest yeah and I suppose you said there with your kind of you always kind of picked up an injury from the first season to last season I suppose for yourself and even the start of this season for yourself traveling down to Limerick especially in the first season on your own there must have been a few nights where you were kind of thinking geez why am I doing this when you are injured yeah yeah, no, it was, it was, it was, it was fairly like it was grim. To be honest, with you, some of the the travel down, some of the nights that I was traveling on my own, like it was, um, it was stuff that like now I like look sitting here. I don't know. I'm lucky and fortunate now that there's like four drivers, and and I'm only driving like quadruple, like less even the time I used to drive. But yeah, I can't. I'll be lying if I didn't say it was uh, some some of the nights was really tough. Like some of the t- nights you'd be driving back and you'd be working as well during the day, and you'd be on your own. And there's only like there's only so much podcasts and music you can, you can listen to on on the way <laughs> and, and on the way back. And it was just, um, it was probably like probably lucky that I got injured as well because it meant that. I wasn't traveling down as regularly on my own and I could focus on my rehab at home. And then the next year then, or towards the end of the season, when I came back, I played a few games into it. And then next year, someone else, well, it was Jack and, and, and a few others were able to come on board. So it was kind of like I got the help that I needed on the travel front because I had other lads there. Like, I don't know if I would have been able to do the travel up and down on my own for for like the the full season it was like it was tough like sometimes you'd be fall you'd nearly be falling asleep at the cat on the wheel and you'd have to pull in have a little like 10 minute 15 minute nap because you'd just be wrecked from the day of working and stuff like that but then when you get training you're fine when you get training you're, you're grand your adrenaline's up and you don't care and then on the drive back you don't really feel it because you're still on that kind of buzz from training it's more it was more to drive down on your own that was the worst because it was just like boring and it's that straight road as well. So it's so you're not really like concentrating and stuff like that. Now it's motorway, which is brilliant. And one of the conversations I had like with family and stuff like that was obviously, will he be able to do the drive? And, and people were worried about the Limerick road and stuff like that. But obviously the road now is all motorway and M50 and stuff like that. So it's the, I think it's the M7. So, it's like the actual drive is, is really easy. It's just long. What did they think we had, Dean, on mud pets, was it? No, it was like, <laughs> I think it was actually my granddad was saying he used to do like, uh, what you call it, the truck driving. 
So he used to drive and he was like, geez, that, that drive to Limerick is, is terrible. And I was like panicking then. I was like, oh, what? But he didn't realise the roads have like completely changed since he was driving. So it was, uh, that was actually funny. I was driving my first night expecting like these horrible back roads and like terrible like turns and stuff like that. And I was just off straight all the way. I was like, what's going on? Oh, this, is more this, this is more this country bollocks, no? Yeah. <laughs> um, I suppose, uh, do you know, for yourself being a teacher as well during the day look obviously everybody wants to play professionally or even semi-professionally which really still be an amateur club could does this kind of suit you suit your lifestyle a bit obviously look you still have to train twice a week or play a match on a friday or a saturday but the fact that you're a teacher does it kind of fit into your lifestyle a little bit more easy than if someone came to you with a professional contract you have more of a security with the amateur stuff with your actual job well, yeah, like this is it. You like with me with with teaching uh, during the day. It's just the perfect job to be playing with a club that's kind of part time or amateur in the league because you can comfortably um, work your job Monday to Friday and still have your weekends also to enjoy and like be comfortable playing on a Friday and training a couple of times a week when you have to train because I'd finish like roughly speaking I finish around three o'clock every day and I have a half day on a Friday um, and I finish a bit earlier on a Wednesday so for me like it's just it, it suits me perfect like the traveling and stuff like that and the hours around it um, really does like suit me down to the ground Um. So, like, look, not to say, like, if, you know, something happened or whatever, or, you know, down the road, treaty became or, or went full time or, or whatever was to happen, like, who knows what's going to happen in the future. But right now, the the, the kind of amateur, amateur setup, that part-time setup does suit me down to the ground. And with League of Ireland, with teaching, because of the summers, the summers off, like, in, yeah. what, in about... I'd say three weeks or whatever. I'm basically a full time footballer anyway because I'm I've got the the relaxation of knowing I'm not working during the during the summer and and during the days and that does make a difference. I find, um, just in like little bits like being able to recover and stuff like that and um look after yourself a bit better for me anyway. I, I can do that when I'm when I'm off for the summer and I can focus on the football. What you teach, Dean? I teach English and history. Oh, lovely. Jamie, yeah. I think actually as well. I think I I know how 3D ended up getting onto fucking Dino as well, by the way. Go for it. It was through Jason O'Connor. Oh, it was through Jason O'Connor. That's who it was. Remember that's that's how I knew about Dino at the start, is that when everything was happening and I was texting people trying to find out like who the fuck are we actually going signing on that? And Jason <laughs> thought that he knew someone in at Lawn and he'd heard about Dino's situation and Jason had seen Dino and like that's why at the very start, Jason said to me, like that this this yeah, this lad is gonna be absolutely class. Like I remember I think I told you I don't know whether I knew you at the start of three, you're not fully Jimmy, but I told Darren and all the boys in there that Dean I was supposed to be very good and he was coming in and stuff like that. He heard it from someone from Mellow and he passed it on to Tommy. Yeah, oh and sure didn't you score a hat trick against Shelburne leading up to the FAI as well, didn't you, Dino? Yeah, yeah, that was uh that was mad, yeah. I scored a hat trick against Shells in the in the quarter final and of course, that was it. It was funny, like because obviously that that would have been against Jack, and then like <laughs> I would have, uh, I would have known Jack, like obviously true football, but I wouldn't have known known him. And and we played. Did he get upset? We, we played shells. <laughs> remember, remember, we played shells then that year, 
the when I signed with Treaty then with Shells were in, in in the first division and we played and he came up to me and again I didn't know like I didn't know like I knew of him obviously but I would have not had no personal kind of connection with him at all and he came up to me and he kind of he, he was on the bench for Shells he told about you and he was like, <laughs> he's like, see you. He's like, you ruined my career. He was like, I haven't played a minute for Shell since you scored that. Oh, <laughs> right? Like, now doing it in a funny way, right? Yeah. And then it was just funny the following season, then we're literally in the carpool together, like driving up the street. <laughs> and he's like, he texts me, he goes, uh, yeah, if you mention that hat trick, you can walk up the train. <laughs> but, um, and as we see now, Dino. Jack seems to get very upset when he concedes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was actually even at, at the long at the game on the at the Longford game. User all like giving him loads of stick like at, at the game, and I was looking at him at one stage. He was taking the kick out, and I just I couldn't. I just started laughing like and he just <laughs> at seen me, it. and he was kind of smiling, but he was trying to like hide like he was trying to hide that he was smiling as well. He was like trying to be like proper like game face on because. He's one of those, like, he's one of those characters that he kind of, on game day, he's just, like, completely, like, just game-oriented, like, focused. Like, even if he kind of knows you and gets along with you, like, for that kind of 90 minutes, for that few hours before a game, he kind of... Half a, 60 minutes. Of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I have to say, Actually, I've, lo- I've loads of time for Jack, and I do, I really do have to say, if you want to be good mates in football, and in fairness to him, on 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 Saturday he was uh, he was very good. Like he he stopped he, he stopped me a couple of times and he made some brilliant saves. I think to be fair, despite everything that was going on in the background. <laughs> um, were you want to jump in there with something, Kevin? Yeah, I, I want to ask Dino because he upset me at the start. What took you so long to sign this year? We were panicking. Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, no, I was always back this year. I was always back this year. I got that done early doors. They just kind of announced it whenever they announced it. I, uh, I don't know. I was talking to Aaron. Aaron didn't say the same to me, though. No way. No, I was done. I would have been one of the first ones back. <laughs> don't lie to us, no, Dina. You've seen the Jack. We can turn. <laughs> Did we go too far with Jack, Dina? One of the first ones back now, lad. Seriously, I've been. I, I've had it. Honestly, I, I, I really enjoy uh, Treaty and the people as well. Like, the people that I've met along the way, it's just been, it really has been brilliant. Like, out of football, like, obviously, look, I enjoy football and I love playing at this level and testing myself. But the best, like, the best thing I get out of football is, like, the people that you meet around, like, the people, the volunteers, you know, the people who actually put in, like, kind of hours into the club. Just, yeah, and and the 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 players as well. Like uh, we always say it, but uh, we we were blessed with the squad of players we've had the last the last three years. The the actual people, like who they are, and I think that's what that's what brings people back. Do you know what I mean? It's like whatever about the targets that you set yourself and and the standards on the pitch. I think what what brings people back to a club is is the actual people involved. Like, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Darren asked there, do you think we went too far with Jack on Saturday? Do I think? No, no, I don't. No, no, not, not, not at all. I think um, he has to expect that. I feel like if you're not doing that against against a former player, you're, you're not doing your job, really. Like, you have to be trying to get in his ear. And, um, Do you know what set it off? Do you know, was it your goal the first day where he was complaining to the line off offside? 
Yeah, he, he was fuming, man. I think was, <laughs> and I kind of looked over my shoulder and I seen him sprinting off. I was like, what is going on? He was giving it socks. He was absolutely, I've never seen him that angry. Like, and I, then I kind of was like, wait, is he angry now because I just scored? Or what is he angry for? And he was actually angry because he thought, um, was it CB? He thought CB was offside. Yeah. But he wasn't offside at all. He, he no. actually, he was, he was, he was a mile on. Like, he was, um, he was, he was perfectly on. I was kind of, he actually texted me after that as well. He was like, you're such, a, was like, you're so spawny with your lucky, fluky goals. <laughs> he never like, texted me back after that match. Is there a reason for that, Darren? I know that, yeah. That was too bad. <laughs> In fairness, though, you'd be angry too if you had to travel to Longford. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. <laughs> so then we walked, um, on the way into the ground, we have to walk behind where Jack is warming up. We all said, well, Jack, well, Jack, and no response. So then he got, we, when we got no response, and like you said, he obviously goes into game mode when he's on. Like, yeah. Like, our goalkeeper coach said hello. Their, their subkeeper who ended up coming on said hello. Um, and he didn't say anything to us. So then he became public en- enemy number one. We made up a song within 30 seconds and the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> and, then it, and then, of course, there was that vis- vicious punch in the cone's face. Gosh, could have killed it, could have killed it. Oh, killed yeah. Really could have killed it. Ender's lucky to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Indy's career. <laughs> do you know what's annoying me, Jamie? Jamie, you're good at this kind of thing, right? You can do it after the podcast if you want, because we are in the middle of a podcast. But I need to know, who did that loan have playing from that first year that they turned Dana down? Because they were shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's to have someone better than Dana. Yeah, uh, I, I can't comment on that now. That's okay. <laughs> I'll do it for you, Dean. <laughs> um, Dean, I suppose just being a teacher, what's it like that kind of dynamic when you know obviously social media now is such a big thing. We saw it over the weekend with Enders Yoke, and like we saw someone reply, Oh, my six year tooth are getting sent off, never read fucking disgrace. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, but for yourself going in, like obviously, look, there's TikTok and, and you went up. Uh, on TikTok with your Jada celebration um, and different things like that. What's it like for you going into school, obviously? Firstly, do they know what 3D is? And, and secondly, how do they kind of react to if you come back and you score a goal or if you've had a good performance or you beat a Dublin club or, or what way does that work? Yeah, I've, I've actually, look, I've, I've been at a, a couple of uh, a couple of schools now when I've been playing at, at 3 And to be fair, they all actually, like all the students really like, kind of get a bit of a buzz off it like they all know about treaty they all follow the social medias they all kind of now look so you know yourself some of them kind of be they be throwing a bit of banter at my way when i'd rock in or i haven't scored or i haven't played they were like oh sir what happened the weekend blah 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 like oh geez yeah you missed a sitter there or whatever like there'll be a bit of like there's a bit of banter then when you go in Um, it's a secondary school dean so it's like sorry what are you saying it's a secondary school you teach secondary school yeah so did all yeah, because like... if you want to, we can send up a few of the blue army lads to kick the bollocks out of them. Ah, no, I think I have. To, uh, I think I can handle them myself anyway. At the minute, so far, <laughs> but but they all, to be fair, they all get behind it. Like they all actually really do. Like show a good bit of support, and you know, when TikTok, when that video kind of went viral or whatever, they were all kind of like, "Oh, sorry, see your TikTok," and they're all commenting on it and stuff like that. And some of the first years do kind of be saying, oh, will you do this celebration if you score? Will you do this or will you do that? And um, they all actually do get behind the, behind me in a, in a good way. Like it's sometimes you'd go in and you'd lose and you'd be like, oh, 
the head would be down and then you'd be like waiting for one of them to say something and you're kind of like just ready to react when someone like makes a comment if you lose but then when you win they're all like celebrating with you and stuff so it is good like and you get both sides of it like i remember i uh, probably shouldn't be bringing this up but when we when we won that game for the quarter final we went to play dark when i was alone and i was still teaching obviously at the time and um obviously we got absolutely mauled like i mean <laughs> probably up there with the worst result you'll ever see in a game like absolutely <laughs> i did like it was the strangest game i've ever been involved in but then the next week i had to rock into school and every single member of staff student ever oh i'd say nearly the rest of the year was just repeating the scoreline to me every class uh... right writing it down on the board and um, staff members like texting me i was like oh here <laughs> but, but it's all like it's all in a good way it's all it's all it's all like hard stuff like so and there's something declan but, declan Considine was part of that lone backroom staff wasn't he yeah 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 he was, yeah. yeah 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 that yeah, yeah. was good that was like your kind of your coach and then the strength and condition as well like, when i was at there and joel was actually with us as well for kind oh. of a good few months Joel Spain was with us at, at long as well he was I heard rumours he's back training do you know is he? Joel? Mm. Uh, so, I don't know now whether I, I can confirm but um, <laughs> not back training with us but um, I, miss, I miss Joel what a, like, what a player that's Joel, Joel is yeah he's uh, that was the worst dodging of a question I've ever seen by the way. <laughs> I don't know if I can you honestly would have been better off just saying yeah I <laughs> know, uh, but Joel, Joel, Joel's quality, like some things he'd do in training, like when he was here, you just like, there's moments and you're like, wow, like what, like what a player. But again, he's just probably, he's one of those lads as well. He's a bit unfortunate with injuries and stuff. Um, that how, he many mo- how many of those moments did he do last night? Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, no, I can't, I can't be saying that. No, I can't be saying that. <laughs> You already fucking did. I suppose the, with injuries and look, you, you've been played with, and you said Joel's been played. Now look, there's a couple of lads out: Walshy, um, um, Anto's still out. Uh, there's a couple of more possibly out for this Friday. That extra kind of level above you would have that extra recovery in semi-pro or even fully professional. So the onus is mainly on yourselves to kind of get yourselves right. Which is a lot harder compared to lads who see a physio five days a week. Yeah, definitely. It's something I've had to learn, you know, really the hard way, and I've had to kind of develop as as I've been here the last few years to to really focus on that kind of other side of the game. And look, it's important that any level you play at, but especially when you're working and you're traveling, like the hours, you know, me and loads of the lads, like the lads from Cork, lads from Galway, have to be putting in in the car, driving the train alone, and driving back. And then getting up for work in the morning, the late nights and stuff like that, you really have to work around finding it, finding your your time for recovery. Whether it's you know drinking enough water, foam rolling, getting to it, getting to your sauna, your gym, wherever you can, and um, whenever you can, in between the times that you're able to do it, the weekend, like making sure you're looking after yourself and stuff like that, it really is um vital when you're kind of playing part time or you're playing amateur football, um. And it's something I, I, I learned the hard way. Like, I don't think I realised how hard the travel and work is on your body Um, the first year. Because, like, all the clubs I've been at, 
um, until I signed with Treaty, I've been relatively close uh, because Atlone used to train in Dublin and Wexford used to train in Carlow. So, you know, the distances weren't as, as full on as they are with, with Limerick. So I kind of was, usually I was okay with recovery, but um, look, injuries can happen, you know, touch woods, I'll be okay for the season, but injuries can happen. But I think when you're doing your rehab properly and when you're looking after yourself, um, you can try and avoid it as best as possible. But we're going to get injuries. You know, that's something we've got as a club we've we've had and, you know, thankfully we've dealt with. But every year we get injuries and, and you have to expect that with amateur football because you just, you don't have the, even the time to, to properly put into your body to properly concentrate on recovery um, that, you know, you have when you're full-time or you're professional. So it's more so even like the time because lads, you know, at this level, they know what they need to do and, and they know like, what recovery is best for themselves and, and once you get kind of older you, you kind of get to know your body as well and what, what works and what doesn't work but it's the time and, and working that kind of affects you the most but then again you know you'd be talking to other players that have played full time and stuff like that and, and sometimes they'd have played full time and they've actually picked up more injuries when they've played part time so you know it's kind of it's a difficult one to kind of fully understand but I think Hopefully for myself and and the lads anyway. I think I've kind of found found the balance. That yeah, for me, for I suppose enough people don't really kind of, I suppose appreciate how hard it is for the likes of you and like you said the Galway lads and the Cork lads. Would you kind of give a sample of let's say if you were training last night, a kind of a sample of your day, um, like times and and, and what goes into it, sort of getting to train and time you're getting home up for work the next day, and the same for a match night. Like obviously. If we're travelling down to Kerry, like Kerry's what, three hours, four hours away from your home house, like? Yeah. So like what what, what would your day entail, let's say a, a training night and then a match night? Yeah, so like on on your average train night, like so for a Monday, Wednesday is it's probably the same. Like Monday I'd get up I'd be getting up for work about seven o'clock, quarter to seven, um, head into school for about eight, ten past eight, do me kind of full day. I'll finish that half three and then from half three then I'll go and I'll meet the lads in, in the carpool. I'll meet them. We meet around Kill. So I meet there about four o'clock. So I go straight from school. I finish my last class, finished at half three. I go straight in the car, meet the lads at like four, five past four. And then we head down to Limerick and we get to Limerick about usually about five, ten past six. If there's no traffic, if the traffic's all right. And then we get there for about five, ten past six. Quick foam roll. Um the physio does be there if you need to see the physio then you're out onto the pitch for half six kind of 90 minute session maybe five ten minutes more around that and we're back in 10 past eight there's food for us after training we we all have a bit of bit of grub and then we're in the car for about half eight sometimes a bit later depending how training goes and then you're back home i'm back home anyway in my door for roughly speaking half have 10, 10 past 11 quarter past 11 around that on the monday night and then you get home you're kind of you know trying to just get yourself to sleep as as early as you can and you're up again then seven o'clock for for tuesday's work and then tuesday night i kind of tuesday nights are my nights out, i'll go to the gym Um, wednesday do the same thing for training thursday um again my kind of off day so i'll get to the gym thursday night Friday is your match day, so I have a half day on a Friday, which suits me. So I finish at two, 
um, and then I kind of do my foam roll and stuff at two o'clock in the school and I'll have a bit of my kind of match day meal in the school and then I'll go straight from school, meet the lads wherever we're going, whether it's Limerick or, or away or wherever it is. We'll do our match day and we meet about six o'clock on a match day and then later on a match day, depending on where it is, you get home. I usually get home about 12, one o'clock on a Friday night and that's kind of your weekend. Saturday you get up and recover depending on how the results went really that's mad it's uh it's yeah i don't think enough people kind of appreciate that and especially this year when we don't have as many kind of localish players i suppose like limerick based players so all those all the players in the squad are kind of doing the same thing so it's kind of a nice insight for for people to see there um i suppose this year for yourselves you know there's not as much dublin clubs as there was last year it's very kind of munster heavily based and, and kind of midland based barfin harps um again it, is that hard for you to adapt, especially travelling from Dublin? Like, obviously, if the match is in Dublin, it's probably an hour at most, most clubs here, you know? Yeah, even less. Like, the Bray game, I think, was an, a half an hour for me to get to. And it was yeah. kind of, yeah, there was kind of a running joke that first year with, like, the lads and all you see, give me a bit of stick because I was injured a lot. But I used to come back and just, like, coincidentally, it used to be a Dublin game. Like, so, <laughs> so everyone would say, oh, look, he's back now for the Dublin game. He'll be gone again now when, when it comes to Limerick or an away day. But um, the first year I saw him, I was kind of, it was, I didn't feel that the game, the match days as much because, you know, there was a lot of Dublin clubs. Um, that was, you know, I had nearly a home game every every second week, third week. But um, this year especially, and, and last year, there's very few Dublin clubs. So the match day, um, experience for me anyways I was always away so you know um, I'm kind of just used to it now um, no matter where it is whether it's you know Co- whether it's Kerry Cove you know Longford actually isn't the worst that lone wherever it's it's just, you're looking at an hour and a half two hours if yeah. not more to every place so I'm kind of just used to it and you don't really feel it when you have the carpool like so I have like Andy Andy Colin CB success you know, when you have the lads with you, you actually don't really feel it. So you kind of you're all excited for for the match, and there's a bit of a buzz around it. So you kind of you don't really notice it until the next day on the on the Saturday when your legs are a bit bit tight and you're a bit sore. But on a Friday, it's fine. Yeah. Um. Another question: Have you ever seen Denzel Fernandez, or is he a mythical creature? <laughs> I did. I have seen Denzel. Yeah, I've seen Denzel. I've seen him. Uh, in the round, um, I'm sure he'll be available at some point this year, but um, <laughs> I'm not sure what the, the situation is now. I can't be given, I can't, I genuinely have no idea. But again, he's I've played against him, trained with him. He's a very good player when he gets up and running. Hopefully, we'll see him, hopefully, be in before the end of this season. But he did suffer a, a terrible, I think, now I could be wrong, I don't want to be saying stuff, but it was it was an ACL that he completely tore like so that's going to be that is a long one to come back from um yeah i've seen him once i think below in cork yeah he was on the treaty bench but i've never seen like even the even the photos the clubs use now are of him in his shelburne gear yeah, yeah he's yet to, to make his debut but um there's a like we talk the same about that fella from galloway what was his name again Connor Melody. Connor Melody. yeah I know, oh, Mel, yeah, Mel, Mel, geez, he was, he's, he's not a great, like, quality player, like, and, oh, yeah, I mean, you miss, 
I, I'd miss him and the, the Galway contingent as well, the lads that we've missed last year, like the Jack Lynch and stuff as well. You'd miss them around them. They're all like they're all good lads and, and good players as well. But Mel was another. We're lucky. We're lucky for you. Is Jack Lynch back? Is what? <laughs> there's, there's, there's rumors of him coming home, isn't there? Jack Lynch. I don't know. First, ah, first, I, first, I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, the turnover of players that has been uh, has actually, if you actually think about it, turnover of players that have left and players have come back and stuff like that. It's uh, it's actually it's mad the the kind of the consistency that we've been able to do really the last few years with the lads that we've missed and then the lads that have come in and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at I'm looking at the the first let's say the squad. In front of me, like you would, Ty Ryan, Clyde. So, Ty obviously up in Derry, Clyde is abroad. You have Red Handling, who's gone back to junior soccer. Um, Joel, Shane Louth, uh, Charlie Fleming, Anto is still there. Shawnee's kicking around somewhere. Shawnee Gearing, uh, Ed O'Dwyer, Callum Mack, uh, Matt McKevitt, the Hawk, uh, <laughs> Mark Ludden, Connor Melody, Alan Murphy, Ed McCarthy, Adam Foley, yourself. Oh, you were in 24th time, Jesus. Um, uh, Jack Lynch, Joe Collins, Matt Keane, Willie, Shane Cusack, and Walshie. It's mad. Like, there's only four. A great, bunch. A great bunch of lads, yeah. There's only four of you left, no? It's crazy. Is that all? It's just just four from that. Yeah, there's that 44 team. So it would be what? Me, Walshie, Lods. And Willie. And Willie. Yeah. Oh, and Anto. Oh, and Anto, yeah. Five, five. yeah. Yeah, that's mad. For for an amateur club, the amount of turnover is serious. Yeah, that that is crazy. But it's mad that that first year, lads. When you when you think about it, it's actually mad. The what the club what what the club were able to to do um to achieve that first year, like brand new into the league. Um, you'd forget about it. You nearly it feels like it was longer ago. But it was only a couple of, like two years ago, and everyone's yeah. brand new, and everything was just raw. No one really had any expectation no one knew what to expect it was all just off the cuff stuff and we were able to do what we done that year that's yes yeah, actually it's mad when you think about it um i'll ask you one more question before we move on to a couple of listener questions you know um your whole family seems to have been immersed with the whole uh with the whole treaty thing and it's great to see you know you see a lot of families do but yours in particular between iron and, and, and dylan and, and your own girlfriend they seem to to really be buying into the whole kind of like they sit with us in matches that they're at now and, and they seem to enjoy the whole experience. Yeah, no, geez, they, they love it. Like, especially like, look, Jesus, especially me brothers, me, me, my younger brothers and me older brother, they both really get like heavily involved in it. Um, you know, if they're not there on a match day, they're watching it on, on the stream and, and they're actively tweeting as well. I think anytime, <laughs> anytime anything happens, whether I score or, or something or even something happens, they're the first ones to tweet. Or to retweet, or to, or to write something up, um. So they they really do love it, like they really have got behind. And you know, every Friday, the younger brother who's in like fifth year, like so he can't really be miss, missing much school, is like trying to get to every game. He's begging to go. He's like, oh, can I go this week? Can I go that week? He's like trying to get like every Friday. He's like, oh, please bring me, please get me off school early. I'll go. It doesn't matter. I only have this or whatever. He's like, I'll catch up on it. He tries to go like every week. Um and the old the older brother is the same. Like he lives in he lives in Sligo now, but he just be watching all the streams, he just be texting updates, he just be asking, Oh, are you starting this week? What's the squad? Trying to get like little insights and stuff uh before Friday. 
But um, they all do love it. Like, and and the girlfriend as well tries to. She comes to the games and and she has a. I gave her some of the old gear from over the the season, so she has some of the jackets and the tops and stuff like that. And she'll be wearing the jackets like just normally, like just walking around. Dublin or whatever, like hanging around, we'll be going out and she'll be throwing on the jacket, the treaty jacket. <laughs> but um, they do, uh, yeah, they really do get behind uh, get behind me. And like, look, my, the family, like my parents and stuff are the same. Like, I wouldn't be able to even be playing with treaty now or, or doing what I'm doing if it wasn't for them and, and the support they give. Like, so it's great, really. So, Can you please bring Dylan this week? We have a great <laughs> record with Dylan. Dylan needs to come this week. We actually do this. One, year, one so every game, I think. Too. Three what? nils, both. Monday, no take one for the team. You might rule. He's not. He's going to ruin his future. I've been saying this to him. I haven't scored every game he goes to. We win, but I don't score. That doesn't matter. That doesn't it's matter. A team game, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, the first question actually comes in from Dylan, and he goes, "Who's the real 3D fan and who's the plastic?" I think he's talking about himself and Aaron there. Yeah, yeah, he is. So we have we have a running thing in, in our family. Do we do be calling each other like plastic, like Celtic fans and plastic treaty fans? If you miss a game or you miss a few minutes or whatever match, um, <laughs> I suppose so, this year, like, look, they're both mad into it. Like, so to call one of them would be bad, but I'd say I'd have to go with the older brother Aaron because he's he's he said he's going to go to a couple of games and he's yet to appear at a game. So I'd have to say I'd have we to keep winning. So let's keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, sport opinions ask is Dylan George coming down with Dino tomorrow night no is Dylan George well you see lads it's the carpool is almost full success is so, injured success is so injured what happens is <laughs> we don't really like that middle seat being filled so ah bring him <laughs> so throw him in the back that's up in the air that's up for debate at the minute because we'll have CB Andy, myself, and success all traveling down. So I'll meet you in killing, I'll collect him. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. I'll have to get the carpool to vote on that one. Uh, stop it. Tell him, if tell he doesn't come, it. if he doesn't come and we lose, just hell to pay for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to blame Andy Spain if he doesn't, if, he, if that happens. Um, Aaron Brosnan has two. Oh well, you took a bit of stick now yesterday, actually. But fair play. Oh, that's a top. You took a bit of stick yesterday with your video. Um, the two ones go. Um, so let, let's read out to yourself and Andy. To be fair, if if you, people haven't seen it, they did a video for us. Basically, a call to action to get people down to the game on Friday night. Um, Andy appeared onto Twitter after this video. I've never seen Andy on Twitter before in my life. He only joined it recently. <laughs> so Andy uh, was only allowed to say my name, bully. He wouldn't be the only teacher who was a bully over the weekend. Uh, <laughs> uh, Joe Harbin, a good friend of the show, says, looks like he's on his way to Spain with that weather. <laughs> Darren asked you what the go-to chewing gum was and you said it was extra spearmint. Good choice. It's great choice. Great choice. Um, Enda said that's ahead of a teacher if I've ever seen one. And <laughs> Kevin jumped in, said, and you've been close to some teachers' heads recently. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So a few listener questions. Uh, Aaron Bosnan wants to know what is your favorite packet of crisps? Favorite packet of crisps. What is my favorite? I'll probably go. Sensations. 
Which one's the chili heat the wave chili, one? The chili, yeah. yeah, the chili sensations. Heck of a crips. Outside the box, thinking there now. I could, I could mill, I could mill a pack of them, the big packet as well. I was like, oh yeah, sensations. Yeah. Did you um, say you would mill them? Um, Aaron Brosnan also wants to know what color. Relax, Brosnan, will you? <laughs> It's, it's, black. it's it's at the front door is black if that means anything I don't know if that well he also asked Joe Gorman that up in Bray the day he signed from and played against us and got Joe sent off by asking him that so <laughs> so that's why he uh, he wanted to ask that um, Chaps wants to know do you have any road trip stories that stand out from when travelling down from Dublin road trip oh in fairness lads the, the car like I actually the carpool is nearly can be at times the best part of traveling down because the, the you're just to be getting the the banter and stuff like that in the car and, and the things that happen is actually gas but i'd probably say over the years um joe gorman the, <laughs> i was like he's he's like he's he's gas I, I, like i love joe like i've loads of time for joe um but he is like he's a character like he's a, he's one of a kind and you'd be driving through as you would, like you're just driving down, I think it was the, the N7 or whatever it was, and there was a car on her left with like, what would you call an attachment with a boat, kind of a ship, I don't know, what, what would you call, he's kind of hooked to a ship anyway, and he, he was a boat like, and he was driving, and Joe kind of pulls up to him, and it kind of slows down, and he, he, he pulls down his window, and he's like just pointing at him, like pointing down towards the back of his car, it's like, kind of murmuring like whispering not actually saying anything just being like like pointing at the back of his car right so your man ends up pulling in thinking the things after fall <laughs> and joe takes off and joe just takes off then and your man's after pulling in to try and see what's wrong with his <laughs> <laughs> oh that was that was funny that one that that one that one cracked me up now because i had no idea what he was doing i was like what are you doing he was just slowing down pointing at him to stop and then he <laughs> <laughs> and he just uh, drove off. Yeah, me. Um, it's yeah. gas, and I, I, I get good stick as well. Like we'll, we'll stop. We stop at like the Portly. Is it Portly's Plaza? Or, I think it's yeah, the Portly's Plaza. Is where we'll stop. Like it's halfway between Dublin and Limerick. We stop all the time, get a coffee, whatever we're getting. Did you just call Junction Fourteen the Portly's Plaza? Is that not what it is? There's one in Port Leash as well, Joe. Yeah, there's one in Port Leash. Are they separate? Are they no, it's not Junction 14. Yeah. It's definitely Don't you ever on. connect in, George, again. I'll break oh, your jaw. Fucking zero. <laughs> but yeah, there's one in there and we stopped there like religiously. Like I've done there, what, for three years? That's where we stopped. And um, there's <laughs> there's these uh, two, two ladies that work in the coffee shop and they're literally like, me best mates now. Like every time I stop, they have the coffee ready. Even we order whatever I'm doing. They're asking about treaty. They're following treaty. Like how are you getting on the weekend? When I when we first started, I wasn't scoring or anything. And and she was like, "Geez, I haven't seen your name now in a bit. What's going on?" And and obviously like results weren't picking up. She's like, "Oh, you're struggling this year." And she gives a bit of stick and stuff like that. So <laughs> journeys and stuff and getting the port leash and stuff like that. It's actually yeah, you do you do enjoy it. Like I do I do like that. <laughs> Were you going to say something? There, Kevin? Yes. Yeah. Do you know the way you're going through the listener questions? Yes. Well, my small little ginger brother there just came into the room pointing at his own question on Twitter. So I'm just going to force <laughs> him to ask himself now with his weird little question. <laughs> Do you know what's happening? When you wake up in the morning, yeah, do you put on your jocks or your socks first? Jesus Christ. When I wake up. 
No, I'll be wearing me jocks. But you? do not change, no? <laughs> well, yeah, I change. So I suppose. <laughs> I suppose jocks, yeah, jocks first, doesn't it? Jocks first. What a way to get shower. I get shower. I think shower in the morning. <laughs> jocks first sucks. Are your brothers this weird, Dean? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> My brother, my, brother was... wanted, my brother, my brother was like, I was telling, I, I'm doing obviously the call in my room, and, and the brother was like, can I come in? I'll just sit down in the back. Can I get him? In? Get Dylan. Can we say hi to Dylan? <laughs> I don't know where he is now. I don't, I don't know if he's gone or where. Ah, he's we gone. wanted to say hi to bring Dylan. him in there. Bring him in, <laughs> Jimmy. Um, another. Get him. We love you. <laughs> this comes in from Craig Dawson. What's your favorite brand of jocks? Favorite brand, Jack Talk. yeah. Um, <laughs> an awful lot of Jack Talk going on, yeah. <laughs> I'll say diesel. I'll say, I'll say, diesel. <laughs> what are those two questions? Were just fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you don't wear pajamas, Dean? No, 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 so no. that solves it. No, there we go. Why are we so worried about Dino's clothing arrangements? Because <laughs> <laughs> he gets a bit of stick for being the worst. Fucking Craig time. started it. I do get loads of stick for being the worst dressed. I don't know where that comes from. <laughs> All right. The, the the LeBron James probably don't those runners don't really help, but I'm a fan mm. of Dunk. I, I still imagine it has to be it has to be Walshy. I'm just imagining it has to be Walshy. I just imagine him <laughs> knowing a light blue shirt and a pair of boot cuts with brown shoes. <laughs> <laughs> um who in your opinion will be the worst dressed, you know? Who am I would be the worst dressed? Who am I Um, who's that for talk at the minute now? Who do we have? Who does I don't I don't know who who I put as the worst dressed. So so it is you. No, it's not. <laughs> like, I don't know. I got I got sick for saying I'm the best dressed as well. I got loads of stick, loads of staff and stuff. When I went to work, they were like, what are you saying? You're the best dressed. So I got loads of stick for that as well. But who would I say is the worst dressed? I genuinely, like, if I was to pick someone out. Joel Castrell. I'd probably go. <laughs> I'd probably go. Uh, I don't know. I'd probably go Colin Conroy, can't I? I'd probably go Colin Conroy. But that's probably just to annoy him as well. <laughs> um, Joe Gorman asks, "Do you miss him in the car school?" Ah, uh, yeah, I do. I have to say, I miss Joe in in the car school. I do miss Joe being around. He's a he's a great lad, great lad to have in he's the car school. Never, kid. never, never a dull moment when when he was in the car school. Literally, journey flew in whenever he was in the car. Um, I met him over in Glasgow there a few months ago, and he's just probably one of the best weekends I've had. He's just a hit case. Oh yeah, he's he's, he's nuts like he's... and he's in his element, of course, as well over there. Yeah, <laughs> like Celtic, true and true. Glasgow as well loves Glasgow, loves Celtic. Just um, not a big fan of Limpfield. <laughs> no, Christ. <laughs> um. Luke Kennedy wants to know your favorite goal, your favorite match, and your favorite moment from club. Um, favorite goal probably the one against Wexford. Uh, last year, yeah. Favorite moment. Um, getting to the playoffs that first year. 
I think that was that be up there with one of the best moments at the club. That was like really like I think that was, you know, I can't can't talk about how how great of an achievement, how big of an achievement that was for the club at the time as well. Like I I wasn't there, but I remember uh, lads were telling me like loads and stuff like that. And lads were talking about the very first training session, and the very first training session at three, I think was UL or somewhere. And there was about 80 lads at the train. <laughs> about like 70, 80 fellas. Loads was like, gee, loads in his head. Loads was like, like, I don't know what's going on. Like, he was like, what have I got myself into here? <laughs> because the club had to like, it was literally, I think it was like a week or two before they were give, granted like the license to get into the league. So they were kind of, everything was just so rushed, so last minute. And it was just like trying to get players in, trying to establish themselves. And, and the fact like getting playoffs that year is just, um, your first year really, really is a credit to, to everyone involved. So that was probably my best moment. And, we got and then was it the same year. favourite match as well? Was it a favourite match? Uh, your favourite match, yeah, so far for the club. Favourite match? UCD, um, quarter final. Savage, yeah. 4-1, that was... was it? it was 4-1, wasn't it? It was 4-1. Yeah, 4-1, yeah. Four, yeah, four, one, that, was, that was class. Um, Darren, our own Darren asks... Favorite TV show, favorite holiday destination, and the slowest player in the squad. Oh, slowest! Uh, favorite TV show. Uh, what's Top Gun? Top Gun. Yeah. No, not Top Gun. Top Gear. No, Top Boy. Top Boy. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's not bad this season. Top Boy. Those are Top two boy. very uh, different fucking things. There, no. We're after going from fighter jets to man them in London. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, top boy, top boy. I, I rewatched that recently. I think the new one's coming out September. That was soon, yeah. Matt, when people know, starts talking like I'm after watching it, Dean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Arriving on into class, walk one, my geez, where's the homework? <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally, that's what I'll be doing come September. Um, um, your favorite well, holiday destination? Favorite holiday. Um, oh, Amsterdam, nice. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I, 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 don't let the students listen to this one, Dino. Uh, just... <laughs> I'm sure it's for the museums and the bikes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And slowest player. Oh, that's <laughs> slowest player at the club. As in stupid, no. Oh, not pace. No, slow, slow. As in tick. <laughs> that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go off pace there as slowest. I might as well twin pace now. We're right. Making a double question. <laughs> Just say yeah, the two that. names and we'll guess which is which. Right, okay. Right, I'll go with that. Well, you're, you're going to get it anyway. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what? Martin Coughlin. <laughs> you, can, you can guess whichever way. <laughs> and... Oh, this is tough. I'd go with because <laughs> I'm trying. I'm thinking of players, and then I'm like canceling them out. I'm like, no, he's actually all right. 
<laughs> I hope this person he names is pure fast. <laughs> um, who would I go with? Do you know what? I'm going to go with Ender. <laughs> Ender. And I think that's actually close for both of them for either. <laughs> no, that's a good lightning. Do you know what I think is brilliant there, Jamie? Wow. You know, on the, on the subject of, of stupidness there and slowness, is that mm. Darren Noonan has tweeted into a podcast that he's fucking on to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I was going to make it on, though, Kev, to be fair. And if uh, we're running out of time as well, Jamie, you, get, you better get up. to that question that's in the DMs. I will, I will. I'll get to the question that's in the DMs. Just to um, back myself up, I didn't think I was going to make the podcast. <laughs> Connor Wynn wants to know, where do you get your hair cut? Ah, oh, I've seen that. All right, I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, actually, I get my haircut off the the same barber, Joe Joe's barbers. I get his hair every for the last three years, and the funny thing about it is he's a mad shells fan. So Ooh. when I got, like, so he's butchering like, you on purpose. Go, go. <laughs> <laughs> So it was gas. It was funny when I scored the hat trick against shells and all. It was gas. But um, I know why Winnie's obviously asking that. No. Uh, so Robert McNamara once says Lee McNamara wants to know if you if you were ever a fan of Power Rangers and if so, which one was your favorite? If um, I definitely was. Um, when I was younger, I would have watched it. Now, favorite, I probably go green just because the favorite green's my favorite color. So I'll go, I'll go in green. The, in the current ass said, ask him about Peter Joyce. Yeah, I've seen that as well. I, I can't, I have not, I'm going to have to plead uh, no comment on that one. Um, uh, if, if, Ender, uh, if Ender feels comfortable to chat about it, he can chat about that one. That's it. Uh, yeah, there's nothing that I can say about that one at all. Uh, pronounce this word. H A R I B O. H A R I B O. Haribo. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, do you know what Jamie pronounces? Haribo, Dean. <laughs> Mad freak. <laughs> well, well done, Dean. Um, I also want to know if it's true that you did a runner after filling your car with diesel this time last year. And the story behind it. Who asked that? Who asked that? Can't be saying no. That's you can't tell us about Peter Joyce, and I can't be telling you who's asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> Who asked that? Who would know that? Jeez. Um. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was. It was last. It was. It was last year, but it was accidental. I. I basically. I actually had an interview right for the school I'm working in now, and later that day I had an interview for the school I was working in the year before. And I got the job in the school I'm working in now. But in between those two jobs or the two interviews, I was like, oh, I better get diesel because I think we had training or I had something to go. I think it was training or something later on. So I was like, right, I'll do the interview in the morning. And on the way back, I passed the kind of diesel petrol station, whatever it was. So I pulled in. I was like, right, I'll get a little wrap now and a coffee. I'll fill the tank up and I'll go over to my next interview. and we'll be grand. So I done that. And while I was going in, getting the wrap and coffee and all, I would have been on the phone or whatever I was doing anyway. I was on the phone. I can't remember who I was talking to, but I was on the phone to someone. I think I was talking about the interview and stuff. 
And I went to the till and I was like, yeah, they're wrapping coffee there, whatever. And then and you, and one of the till was like, yeah, that's grand. Do you want to, are you paying by card or cash? I was like, cards, so I tapped. Went back into my car and thought nothing of it, but I was still on the phone. So I was sitting in the car that was at the pump that I just filled and that I just bought me wrapping coffee. And I was on the phone and I was still talking, so I wasn't driving anywhere. And one of the members of staff kind of came out of the the petrol station and he was kind of like, <laughs> he came like straight up to my window and he was like moving his arm kind of like he could see I was on the phone so he didn't want to disturb me but he was like making gestures to be like move basically right and I thought you meant drive off because you're taking up a, a space <laughs> yeah, so he was like moving his arm like move and really obviously in hindsight he was obviously telling me like get out of your car you haven't paid for your diesel so he was telling me to move so I just drove off so I, I just I, I put the I put the phone down and just drove off and um thought nothing of it, done me interview, whatever, came home and then on the way back home, my brother was in the gaff and he was ringing me, he was like, Dean, the guards are at the door here. He's like, Have you filled up your have you were you filling up your diesel earlier on or something and you forgot? And I was like, Are you you're joking? And the guards the guards had literally turned up to the door asking <laughs> Will you drive uh, one three one whatever it is Mitsubishi and I was and my brother like the only he didn't have a clue he was like oh, yeah look at the brother's car blah 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 and then in the end your man the the, <laughs> the guard actually knew me from football so he ended up just talking to the brother for about twenty minutes about treaty and football and then <laughs> and then got back in the car drove off and then rang me later and was just like look ring the shop pay your diesel. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so long story short, I just had to ring up and pay the diesel. But mad how like the guy just like a couple hours later they're just at my door over diesel. Which you did do a runner with, with a full tank. Yeah. Yeah, but fairness, Jamie, they didn't respond that quickly to the agency. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Might have snap that that bit out for you, Dino. <laughs> um, but yeah, mad like I was, I was. Your pure younger brother was was a uh, was a uh, sweating. What was going? I'd say all the neighbors are looking at the cars. I'll be like, "Jeez, what, what are they doing over there?" Oh, lad. Uh, are you sure now? Are you sure now? You were on the phone, Jamie, and you weren't after sampling some Amsterdam museums. <laughs> <laughs> Me, Dino. Sorry, no, I read your no, name. I read no, your name no. None of none of that stuff. No, none of, none no. No, it's a very he's a history teacher. And it's a very historic place over there. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, historically yeah, good for weed. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie George. Um, sorry, you know Tommy. That's just reading the name in front of me. Kevin, have you anything to to ask or add to Dino before uh, before we let him go? I'm guessing anyway that weird questions are no, I'm not allowed to ask them. So, <laughs> no, um, the only thing I'd ask is, um, what do you think, Dino? What do you think made you buy into three years as much as you have in the three years? Because you seem to fall into it straight away, you know, for a fellow coming from Dublin who thinks we don't even have roads. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that, <laughs> but, um, I don't know. Like, I think it's just, I, I, as I said, I think it's just the people and, and the club. Um, they've just been everyone's just been so welcoming to me and 
as a result, I've just kind of really like bought into the idea of, of behind treaty and Limerick football, and um, really, I kind of felt after the first year and 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 my injury and stuff, and 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 how well everyone was doing and how welcoming people are, even though I was injured, I kind of felt like I owed um the club and and everyone involved kind of something then to give them back for the next year or two, like to try and give them a full season and see what can happen, but. I don't really know. I, I think it's just the people around the club that that have got me involved to the, to the level as that. And, you know, it's just everyone's just like they're just really good people. Like, you know, people who are just want to see you, everyone at the club do well, who just want to see the players do well, who have put the players first. You know, I've been at clubs that don't necessarily, you know, do that. Like I said, I've met wonderful people at loads of different clubs, but from top to bottom at, at Treaty and, and, and Limerick football, everyone just wants to see them, see it do well. Um, and from management to volunteers, there are, everyone's pulling in the one direction and it just, it's kind of one of those that you just, you can't help but just get on board. Fair enough. Um, I have one question. If the ball is kind of going over by the dugouts tomorrow and it's going near the Galway dugouts, like rolling out and you're chasing it, will you just go full pelt to John Caulfield first? <laughs> you, you will be, whatever you ever do, in a treaty jersey you'll be a treaty hero forever <laughs> if you do that for us um, Darren have you anything else to ask before we let you know go will the promotion train actually reach promotion oh that's a, I hope so that's that's the goal <laughs> that's the end goal that's the destination so um, you know I'd like do you think it'd be good for a club do you know in all, do you know, in all seriousness in, in, in like do you know the position that we are as amateurs and look there's been a, probably a little bit more investment from outside sources this year, but we need a hell of a lot more that haven't come yet. But do you think getting promoted would kind of encourage that, or would it be a thing that we get up and we'd be battered like Athlone were against the dock that time every week? <laughs> Thanks for bringing that one back up. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, look, look, I don't know. There's, there's no telling. The one thing I have seen, and and the one thing that I I, I genuinely won't won't budge on is there is a support and there's a backing there for Limerick football. And I think if if Treaty was to get up, um, or if we were to get up, I think we would. It wouldn't like be a, a UCD or or kind of at loan. And you know, credit to UCD, I think they're really holding their own times. But like, I think there's just too much support and there's too many people involved to let the the club kind of go up and and I suppose, for want of a better word, kind of embarrass itself because I just don't think it would be allowed to happen. Um, you know, think, Limerick FC was here before you do. Yeah, like well, that, that's that's <laughs> that's that's what I mean. Like I think there's too much there's too much history around Limerick football, and and it's too much of it. It's it's too big of a club. Like it's Limerick is too big to not be in in the Premier playing at the at the, the top division for in League of Ireland football um for much longer. You know that kind of way. So I think there will eventually. I think we will see it. Um, but you know, I think we just have to keep doing what we're doing, what we can focus on, what we can control on the pitch and, and trying to get results and, and trying to get a bit of kind of positivity around the club and and showing people that, you know, everyone's kind of trying to, to do the best um, involved, whether that's staff, volunteers, players, management. I think everyone's going in the right direction and we just have to keep taking it like week by week, game by game and, and seeing what's happen- what'll happen. But, um, you know, to answer your question, would it be a good? 
are bad thing, you know, you, it's hard. You, you never know. I think I'd like to think it'd be a good thing. I, I think it would get that we would get the back in that we would need if we if we were to, to get up. But you know, um, who knows really? Fair enough. If we get promoted, Dean. Dean, if we get promoted, can we borrow Dylan for a weekend? <laughs> <laughs> I promise I know, you'll get him back in mostly one piece. <laughs> um, yeah, I would. Yeah, we all go with him. <laughs> That's fair. That's you're, you're more than welcome to. Um, and sorry, very, very last question. How fit did Joel look in training last night? <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, seriously, Dino, thank you very much for your time. It's been a long time coming, but it was definitely worth it. Um, we appreciate it. And uh, best of luck tomorrow night. We'll be there cheering you on. And uh, best of luck for the rest of the season. And hopefully we don't wait as long to chat again. Oh, no, it's been brilliant, lad. lads. Thanks a million for having me on. And, you know, again, it's, it's a credit to the you guys like doing the podcast and, and everyone that, that goes to the matches. You're there, like, home and away. So, you know, with the players, it really doesn't go unnoticed like we all do appreciate it and you know hopefully we can we can get a result tomorrow do players listen to the podcast you know sorry I know I keep saying I listen <laughs> <laughs> yeah we do we do <laughs> I, I promise you we do I promise you the carpool throws it on we have a little listen sometimes we agree sometimes we disagree <laughs> yeah. come on we listen well, well, I, on, on that note I'd like to apologise for the lads for the start of this season <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, well, though, you could be doing a lot better in your times and listen to three idiots who talk spoof for an hour and a half every, <laughs> every Good spoof. I could be over in Amsterdam looking at museums. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know your agenda? Thank you very much. Brilliant, lads. Thanks for me. See you later. All the best. See you again. See you, tom- see you tomorrow. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs>